0: Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Praise God, we better get into this teaching. Okay, look who's calling. We're going to go through Ephesians 4 again. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how many calls you guys take in a day with your job. Um, some of us more calls than we probably we'd like to take. Um, sometimes we have to take. Hey, Lee, you're probably getting constant calls. Hey, let me in. I need to get in. I forgot my fob. Whatever that is, uh, Lee owns Fit for Change, and, and he's got a security system, and he's the backup. So so what we listen, in, what we listen to and uh, what we allow in or what we allow to take our attention has a lot to do with our direction, okay? So what takes our attention has a lot to do with our direction. So I don't know about you, but between all the notifications I'm getting on my phone right now, like, I just got to delete it, and here's my confession. I have a McDonald's app on my phone for the kids, for the kids, because I do not like going through the McDonald's, but if I'm going to go, I'm only going to buy something if it's a deal, right? If I can get a deal on it, because prices are ridiculous, and it isn't healthy. But anyway, between the McDonald's notifications telling me about all the deals that are coming up, and the Facebook notifications, uh, uh, trying to... um, you know, uh, validate my posts, (laughs) you know, like, ooh, so-and-so liked it or commented, you know, all the notifications that are going on, and then these calls, I'm getting random calls, and they throw, they come up as a 403 number, like from Alberta, like they're one of my friends, no, they're not my friend, they're a fraud, you know, and there's so many of them, I've won so many things, you know, I'm tired of winning so many things and not getting what I won, or or they tell me that, you know, I owe the government all kinds of money, which I don't, (laughs) so... I don't know if you've been getting any of those, but um, I'd much rather answer the call from God. I'd much rather, you know, pick up the call from God and hear him saying, hey, I'm leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid, John 14, 27. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear and recognize the call of God, and I want to live out the call of God in my life. So once we've answered the call, that's probably the hardest thing is living out the call or living a life worthy of the call. You with me? So the question I want to pose to you guys today is, do you feel that you are currently living a lifestyle worthy of your calling? The first one that I wanted to point out was um, verses 1 and 2. As a prisoner, so it's perfect. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of your calling that you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient-bearing with one another in love. So the first point is, when it comes to our calling, we must know that our calling must come from Christ, okay? Our calling comes from Christ, right? It doesn't come for our job or our occupation. It comes from Him. And Paul says, as a prisoner of the Lord, we know our calling comes from Christ, and it's important to know that our calling not only comes from Christ right? But so does the way that, he want, that he's calling us, right? So I just want to verify that like so many men out there think that their calling is in their career, right? The same thing goes with your identity. Our identity isn't in what we do, but who we are in Christ. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. And uh, uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? New creation. A new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. It is here, exclamation mark. Okay? So the next we could see that is that the calling comes with conditions. There's conditions to the call. Being completely humble and gentle and being patient, bearing with one another in love. That's the conditions to the call. Sometimes we can be doing the right thing the wrong way, but you can't do the wrong thing the right way, okay? You can do the right thing the wrong way, but you can't do the wrong thing the right way. You with me? So there's a lot of self-reflection here. If you think of something, write it down. If not, please do this on your own time with God. But which condition do I need to work on when it comes to my call? Which of those conditions that we just read in there in the scripture? You can circle them. You can say all the above, you know, but be honest with yourself. Verse 13, until we all reach the unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, who is Jesus and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. So number two is calling requires a full measure, a full measure of Christ. You can't fill... Or you can't fill your tank half full and expect to win a race and expect to do the journey that you were called to complete. You can't, it's like, you can't sip, just sip on a little bit of scripture just when you feel thirsty, right? Because it's proven that if you only drink water when you are thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Just like many of us are dehydrating our destiny. You need a full measure of God's word, and you need a full measure of God's way. You can't be lukewarm or just take your vitamins when you're sick. The scripture says, until we reach unity in the faith, knowledge of Jesus, and attend a full measure of the fullness of Christ, right, until more conditions, more conditions to our calling. To live a lifestyle worthy of your call, you need, right there in your blanks, unity in the faith. B, we need to really know Jesus. How many people, even the devil knows Jesus, but, he does, but does he really know him as his Lord and Savior? Of course not. How many people, there's a lot of people that know, but do you really know Jesus? Oh, I've heard of Jesus, but do you really know him? Do you recognize his voice? Do you go where you're called? Are you living the lifestyle that you were called to live according to him and become mature mature. We'll be talking more about that today. Becoming mature. There's a lot of wind blowing out there, gentlemen, and maybe more in Alberta. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was a joke. But there's a lot of wind blowing out there. A lot of wind in social media. There's a lot of information that just straight up blows. Other things try to distract our, our attention or get us to pick up another call that isn't Christ. It's just blowing wind. <laughs> right? Right? oh, listen to this, come here, try this in your sail, <laughs> doesn't take long before you're off course, right? So next time you're about to, to click or even scroll for yourself on, on the media, right, ask yourself this, is this Christ calling? Before you're about to, to pick up the call or, or, or draw your attention to something, be like, is this Christ calling? Is what I'm doing right now living a lifestyle worthy of my calling? Boom. Only you can answer that. So before, you know, before you drift, because it's easy to drift, what do you have to do to drift? Nothing. It's easy to drift. So if not, if not, you're going to know your answer. Right? If you, don't, if you don't know, if you can't answer that, but if you can't answer that, you're going to know the right answer. Remember, because questions shape focus. The reason many of us lack focus is because we've been answering the wrong call or we've been asking the wrong questions. Once we, once we do pick up, we need to stay on purpose, stay on point. Christ did everything on purpose for a purpose. And so should we not just on Sunday, not just on Tuesday or the connect group. We should always be on living a lifestyle worthy of our calling. Verse 19, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of what? Greed. This one really stood out to me. My third point is our intake affects our outcome. Our intake affects our outcome. What we receive affects what we perceive. You lose sensitivity to the spirit when you give yourself over to physical and sexual pleasure. It's like, it's like putting impure fuel into your tank and expecting to go further. It may run, but over time it will cause damage and wear to your future. You may not see it right away on the outside, but it causes internal damage on the inside. Internal damage that has eternal consequences. So you know what? We need to do an engine flush. Because until you do an engine flush or a complete rebuild, you're going to keep riding with all that gunk in you, surviving and not thriving. You're like, oh, but he's, but look at him. He's working. He's doing well. Mm, he's doing well on the outside, but he ain't doing well on the inside. And eventually, it's going to show. Eventually, he's going to be worn out or he's going to break down along the road. Right? And Jesus said in Matthew six twenty three, but if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You feel it? All right. This is a message of hope coming your way, just so you know. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on a new self created to be like God in a true and righteous and holiness, okay? Here's the thing. He's talking to the church in Ephesus. He's not talking to non-believers, guys. This is really easy to look at, oh, them versus us. No, this is us. This is us. And in context to Ephesians 4, the first part is, the first part, he's just emphasizing the importance of the good news in the gospel. You know, Paul had had launched this church in Ephesus in Ephesus, which was the epicenter for worship for the Greek and Roman gods. He's stepping into some serious battlefield, and he comes in, launches a successful church. All these people, multiculturalism, multi-ethnic, all coming in for the glory of God, giving their hearts to the Lord, thriving. And then he goes away, and while he's a prisoner, years later, he hears these are the things that the church is struggling with. And he's reminding them to put away the old way of life, the old self, which is corrupt. And that was the old you. Remember, you are made new. Don't focus on the old stuff that might corrupt your calling. The old stuff of the attitude of the mind, but put on the new self, created to be like God in the true righteousness and holiness. It says, deceitful desires, so the question we ask ourselves is: Where have I been deceived by my desires? Where have I, man? If, God, if Holy Spirit has given you uh, uh, conviction right now, write it down. The attitude of the mind determines what I attract. Right? I said the attitude of the mind, the attitude of my mind determines what I attract. That's why it's so important, like Pastor Moore said, that we get in the word, that we are not conformed by the patterns of this world, Romans 12, but we are renewed by the transforming of our minds. But if you really mind, you'll get into God's word. Just like social media has these algorithms to determine what you're looking at, (laughs) so does the enemy. The more your mind wanders, so does its meaning. Meaning. Distraction eventually leads to discouragement. Change your mind attitude, and you'll change what you attract. Stop picking up ads and start answering the anointed. Stop clicking on those ads, looking at, oh, well, I'm just looking at it, you know, it's not that bad. Oh, it is, trust me. And that whole algorithm, the enemy's like, woo. just give me a foothold. Give me a little, give me some anger. There it is, <laughs> you know. He'll stand on it. He'll pivot on that. You know, give me some greed, I can use some more of that, (laughs) right? (laughs) And that's why, you know, I I want to encourage us that, you know, every time I come together, what day is it? The day the Lord has me. And guess what day it also is? It's a day where his mercies are made new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Right? He doesn't give up on us. And he will never leave us nor forsake us. So we don't we don't have to get in that negative mindset, like, oh, I'm just, oh, and the enemy's like, you're just gonna do it again. What's the point? The point is because I'm going to live a life worthy of my calling. And part of that is learning and receiving the grace of God and the forgiveness and the redemption and walking out, walking out. If if I failed, I got to own up to it. There'll be a consequence because guess what? He disciplines the ones he loves. Just like, I mean, one of the biggest, I don't like disciplining my kids, but I love them. And I got to discipline them all a little bit different in a different way but you get those like you get those like younger years that you're like ah oh, once they get old they get to a certain age you can't discipline it the same way you know you got to find a different way to do it but you're like man it's it's frustrating but at the same time if I'm not disciplined in disciplining them it, it, with grace and truth and doing it out of love right i'm going to miss out they're not, I'm not just going to miss out they're going to miss out because then the world's going to discipline them and it's going to look a lot different it might be drugs, it might be alcohol, it might be in prison, it might be other things. So what I need to do is do my part and live a lifestyle worthy of my calling because more things are caught than taught because my kids are looking at me and how I'm living my life. So next time you're, you're scrolling through social media, be reminded that you should be reading God's scrolls, not scrolling. Read God's scrolls. If we spend as much time reading the scroll as we do scrolling, Hey, Pastor Rudy, man, it would sure change our mindset. And what we indulge will affect, it, will affect our insight. So what we indulge will affect our insight. What we take in. I'm not talking about food. Verse 29, <laughs> do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up, building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. The world's standard, I don't know if you've noticed, is always average. It's always average. And it'll give you fake hope that won't advance you. It's always average. Think about it. The average child is blank. The average income is blank. The average man is blank. But we ain't average. And we won't advance by comparing ourselves to the standards of this world. We only advance by having the anointing, the anointed one, the advocate the Holy Spirit. That's the only way we advance. Verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander. Along with every form of malice, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. It's time to do a complete engine flush, man. I know how we went from answering the call. The call might have been your mechanic, which is your Messiah. And he says, it's cu- time to come in. And I'll get to that oil change later. I'll get to that engine flush later. No, coming now. Because you keep driving with that old oil in you. Let me put the Holy Spirit in you. Let me flush that system out right now. And let, me, let let me show you how your engine should run. Let me show you how you can go. Let me show you how much farther you can go and what you can get through if you have the Holy Spirit in you. And I like how it says, get rid of all. In the Greek, again, the term all means all. In Hebrew, it means all. Get rid of all of it. So if you could think of something, write it down. What do I need to flush? And after a flush, it's time to to, to fill with the right fluids. It says right there in the scripture, make sure you put in a full measure of KCF. Not KFC, like the world would say, but KCF. Kindness, compassion, and forgiveness. (laughs) kindness, compassion and forgiveness. Once you flushed it, you got to put the right fuel uh, the fluids in there. Kindness, compassion and forgiveness. The other oil isn't going to get you far. It's just going to get you all clogged up. <laughs> Let's grease more grace. Let's grease more grace. Come on. Oh. To who do I need to show a full measure? A full measure, not a little bit, a full measure of kindness, compassion and forgiveness. When and how will I do it? Let us pray, Father God. Thank you for your word again today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just what you're revealing to these men as we read uh, the word. We thank you, Father God, again for your mercies that are made new every morning. Great, oh great, is your faith, Lord. You have give us so much reason to celebrate today, so much reason to worship you and honor you today, Lord. Just just do a flush on us today. Search our heart, O oh Lord. If there's anything impure, not of you, that is standing in the way of you and the relationships that you want us to have with your people, Lord. We just ask you to reveal it to us and give us the strength to lay it before your feet. Lord, we lift you up now. We sow into others. We, show, we sow kindness. We, we, show, we sow compassion, Lord Jesus, and we, we sow what it is that you have called us to sow. In grace and truth, we pray. Amen.